0: This is Thursday, June 1st. Are you a control freak? (laughs) I think all of us are to some extent. We want to control our world. We don't want too many surprises. Now this week, we've been looking at the foot washing scene from John chapter 13. It took place at the celebration of the Passover Jesus with his disciples. And we're also coming to understand our need for forgiveness and how we can receive it. Today, we're going to go straight to our text. This is John 13, verse 6 to 10. He, that's Jesus, came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And that is why he said, not everyone was clean. Now you have to love Peter and his brashness because many of us are like that. Likely he says to Jesus what some of the other disciples are only thinking. You've got to be kidding me, Jesus. You're not going to wash my feet. But Jesus tells him that he just doesn't understand how he must be washed by Jesus. But Peter have no part with Jesus without this washing. Then Peter says, not just my feet, but my hands and head as well. Now notice at this point that Peter doesn't say, okay, Jesus, do what you need to do. Instead, he tells Jesus what to do. My hands, my head too. Does this strike you as strange? Does me? Why not be silent and agree to let Jesus do what he wants to do. Why not trust Jesus? Instead, Peter is ready to dictate the terms. As I read this, I think this is our way. We want control of our lives and our stories and the way God works in our lives, but the thing about forgiveness and this washing, it is entirely passive. The disciples do absolutely nothing while Jesus washes their feet. They must only submit to Jesus. That's all. They don't merit their washing. They don't assist Jesus in their own cleansing. And this is the way forgiveness must work for us. Think about this. It's not because you're sorry that Jesus forgives you. Not because you promised to reform your life. Not because you were sincere when you come to him. Remember, this complete, this cleansing is completely passive, we remain still and allow Jesus to do as he wishes, washing away the spiritual dirt and grime that is accumulated in our lives. I love the story from C.S. Lewis's The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. It's from the Chronicles of Narnia series. At one point, the ship, the Dawn Treader, arrives at an island, and there one of the boys named Eustace, one who is quite a rascal and a pain in the neck, goes off exploring the island. He discovers the lair of a great dragon filled with untold riches, and he goes inside. There, amongst all the bounty, he witnesses the death of the dragon. And when he is sure the dragon is dead, he enters the cave and discovers that it's one huge treasure chest. Eustace loads his pockets with the treasure all the while wondering how to get his treasure on board the ship without anyone else finding out about it, for he has no desire to share the wealth. He ends up falling asleep on the treasure only to wake up and find that he is turned into a dragon himself. He seems stuck forever in this predicament. He seems consigned to a hopeless fate, forever to be a dragon. It is here that Aslan, that's the symbol for Jesus, enters the picture. Aslan leads Eustace to a bubbling well with marble steps, and Aslan wants him to go down into the water. The lion tells him to undress. He realized, Eustace did, that Aslan was talking about the dragon skin. This is what we're told. Eustace said, so I started scratching myself, and my scales began coming off. And then I scratched a little deeper and my whole skin started peeling off beautifully like it does after an illness, or as if I was a banana. In a minute or two, I just stepped out of it. I could see it lying there beside me, looking rather nasty. It was a most lovely feeling. But as soon as he had done that, a whole new layer of skin and scales appeared like the first. So he scratched and tore it away, and it also fell away. The exactly sa- exact same thing happened. But no matter how many times he removed the skin, another layer appeared. Finally, the lion said to him, You will have to let me undress you. Eustace said, I was afraid of his claws, I can tell you, but I was pretty nearly desperate now. So I just lay flat on my back to let him do it. The very first tear he made was so deep that I thought it had gone right into my heart. And when he began pulling off skin, it hurt worse than anything I'd ever felt. The only thing that made me able to bear it was just the pleasure of feeling the stuff peel off. Well, he peeled the beastly stuff right off and there I was as soft and smooth. And there I saw why. I turned into a boy again. After a bit, the lion took me and dressed me. Well, I don't remember that bit, but he did somehow or other in new clothes. Now for Eustace, this experience meant more than getting rid of his dragon skin. It resulted in the changing of his heart in making him new. Here's what the text says. It would be nice and fairly nearly true to say that from that time forth, Eustace was a different boy. To be strictly accurate, he began to be a different boy. He had relapses. There were still many days when he could be very tiresome, but most of those I shall not notice, for the cure had already begun. This is true for all of us, Notice that Eustace could not affect his own cleansing as many layers as he tried to pull off of that dragon's skin, but only Aslan, the Christ figure, could. The result from our cleansing by Jesus is the beginning of a new life, one where we can walk as disciples of Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, we've tried to remove the stain from our lives, but we can't. So we submit ourselves to Jesus for cleansing. We want to be cured. Nothing in our hands we bring. Simply to the cross we cling. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.